And so we have this target number. I, I know that if I am spending more than X number of hours in my business every week on fulfillment instead of growth, that I, am the, I become the bottleneck in my business. And so that's a KPI that I have to look at. And then I go, okay, am I spending more or less than this number of hours? If it's less, I know my business is doing well. If it's more, I know that I become the bottleneck in my business. So when you're building your business, when you're sitting down, I don't care if you're just getting started. I don't care if you've been in business one year, five years, 10 years, whatever. You've got to figure out the parts of your business. You are now entering a new paradigm. So here is my issue. I wanted to find the answers to life's biggest questions. Things like, how do I become happy and live with purpose? How do I make more money doing what I love? And what does it mean to be truly successful in all areas of life? My name is Josh Forty, at Josh Forty on Instagram, and I ask life's biggest questions and share the answers with you. My goal is to help you find purpose, happiness, and open your mind to new realms of possibility by helping you think differently about everything you do, know, and understand. On this podcast, we think different, we dream bigger, and we live in a world without limits. This is a new paradigm. Welcome to the Think Different Theory. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Think Different Theory. My name is Josh Forty, and there's a fundamental difference between making money and building a real business. And that's what we're going to talk about in this episode here today because, guys, recently I just became a real business. That's right. I got to check off all the boxes and get to say yes. I officially now know my numbers. I know my KPIs. I know how to identify my bottlenecks and I've actually gone through and, and I finally for the first time feel, well, maybe not the first time, but pretty much the first time, first time in a while at least, I feel like I actually have a real business. And what's interesting is as I look around the internet marketing, the online space, right? There's a lot of people out there that know how to make money, that have good skills, but very few people know how to build a real business. And I think you know, for me, I just didn't know what the parts of a real business were, right? As I looked around, everyone was like, oh, what's your this? Or, well, not everyone, but you know, smart people were like, oh yeah, what's your, what are your KPIs, right? Like, oh, what are your projected numbers? Oh, what's your, you know, expenses? What this? I had no idea what they were referring to. I just kind of was like, oh yeah, I think I'm probably going to make X number of dollars this month. Or yeah, I was like, I spend like, I don't know, like probably X number of dollars in my business here. But like, I didn't understand how all the parts and pieces fit together, right? And so even though I've made a pretty substantial amount of money for a 26-year-old in my lifetime, right? I have not really ever built a real, true, successful business to the point where I'm at right now. And I had an agency beforehand. We had a business partner and we were we were close. Um, and, I, and I think that we were definitely on the right track. We would have gotten there. But of course, the death of my brother kind of came in and you know wiped that out. And uh, I ended up now, parting ways and my business partner kind of took over that and grew it into what it is now today. But um, for me, I, 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 as the sole owner of a company, I have either A, always been a solopreneur, right? Someone that works by myself, or I have had uh, an assistant with independent contractors, right? I have had someone that manages my schedule and uh, maybe interacts with some clients, maybe interacts with some of the independent contractors that I hired, but that's about it. I didn't really understand and know how all the different parts and pieces fit together. And so today, what I want to do is I actually want to share with you kind of my story of how what I'm about to tell you, you know, came about, but I actually want to share with you the seven parts of a real business, the seven parts of, uh, you know, of my business that we've kind of outlined and identified and go, okay, like this is where I'm at. Like, these are the things that we're actually measuring. 
And then how, once I identified that, I was able to very quickly identify my bottlenecks and my KPIs and how I was able to go and overcome them, all right? And so I actually, I wanna back up here real quick because guys, as many of you know, at the beginning of this year, it was a very, it was a very fundamental shift in my life, all right? Um, quick, quick backstory on this. I started in the social media marketing game four years ago, right? Four, four and a half, depending upon how you categorize it, right? I got started in the Instagram space. I was a kid who grew up on a farm for most of uh, my, you know, teenage and early twenties, or you know, tw up until twenty years old. Um, I had a job in, in in health and life insurance. I, I ended up quitting that job and coming into the internet marketing space. I don't have any. I don't have any concept of building businesses, right? Um, my my family, like my dad, like he owns his own business, but he's a he's a truck driver. He owns a semi truck and he's an independent contractor for for things, right? So I had never been in the in, inner workings of like a big big business and to see like how those things work. I never scaled anything before, right? I assumed that building a business may uh, meant making a lot of money and hiring some people to fulfill for you. Like that was my concept of a business, right? And so I, I grew my first agency and I, you know, I sold out of that and then I dealt with the, the software company and did out of that, I sold out of that. And then I had another agency where we worked with, you know, funnels and design and, and social media stuff or whatever. And, and then ultimately got, got out of that. And never once did I ever actually go and like sit down and realize, okay, like these are the parts of the business that I actually need to go and build. Right. And so the goal at the beginning of 2019 was to sit down and build a million dollar business, right? Have the systems, have the processes in place, eventually grow that to a two or $3 million business and then sell. That was the goal. Now I ended up selling about six months into the business because at the beginning of 2019, my brother passed away in a helicopter crash, totally wrecked my life, messed, you know, like totally changed the trajectory of where I was going. So at the end of 2019, I, I, have sold out of pretty much all of my businesses. I, I launched a program to, to to continue my momentum, but um, teaching sales. But once again, it was more for cash flow rather than actually building a business. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, and I took off to travel around the world. Right, and I get back. It was a four month trip. Was what it was mapped out to be. Um, I went with my girlfriend Leah. She gets sick uh, over in the Philippines. We have to fly home two months early, and. I find myself at the end of the end of 2019, um, sitting uh, in a new apartment, right? This the, the the place where I live now, and saying, "Okay, what's next? Like, what's the next phase of my life? What is this going to look like? What am I going to do?" And as I sat there, I, I kind of wrote out a list of you know some different ideas and different things, and I wasn't sure exactly what I was going to do, and. Um, I knew I knew two things very certainly though, right, about my business. I said, number one, I absolutely know that think different theory is the future of what I'm trying to do, right? Like I, I know that. And I, I wasn't exactly sure what that looked like. I wasn't exactly sure the, the exact direction and how I was gonna monetize it and what that was gonna do, but I knew think different theory was the future. That's number one. And number two, I said, I know that this business that I build next, this is my business. Like this is the business that I actually build into a real business. This is the thing that I'm going to take seriously. I am not going for speed. I am going for quality. I'm not trying to get things done super, super fast and quick. I'm trying to get things done the right way. I'm not trying to just put out a bunch of products. I'm trying to build a core product. I'm not trying to serve whoever. I'm getting very clear on who I serve. I'm getting very clear on the impact that I'm going to have. And I, and I started writing down these things and I became very clear and I said, okay, listen, like, the reason I'm doing what I'm doing is because I believe in thinking differently. I believe in, in, in actually going out there and living your own life, taking personal responsibility for that. And I want to help people go out and create that. 
I want to create sustainable difference. I want to create sustainable change. And I want to actually be able to, you know, have people look up to me, not in like a, oh, wow, Josh, you're awesome. Or, oh, you're our leader or whatever. But like, go to me and say, hey, listen, you've done it right. How do I do it right? And they know that when they buy into a product, when they buy into a service, when they hire me, that they know that they are getting someone that takes their business as seriously as I took my business. And in order for me to do that, I actually had to take my business seriously. And so I said, all right, I'm going to do this right. I'm going to build a real business. I'm not going to be focused on just cash or revenue. I'm focused on building a healthy, sustainable business that I know the systems, the processes. But here's the thing. You've heard all these people, right? What are your systems? What are your processes? And everybody has their whole different things. Before I could even figure out what my systems and processes were, I actually had to know like what categories, what like what areas of my business I had to create systems and processes for. I didn't even know that. The only thing that I knew how to do, I knew how to sell things really, really well. I knew how to build audiences really, really well. And I knew how to create content really, really well, right? Like I didn't know how to build businesses. I didn't know how to like go out and do these things. And so I was like, all right, I've got to go and I've got to find someone that can help me do this. And now you guys know, I, I went and I hired a coach. I hired my coach, Katie Richardson. Now, Katie is um, not necessarily just a business coach. She's more of a, like, she's a, she calls herself a clarity coach. And I don't even think that's accurate. I mean, she's so much more than that. She's amazing, right? But she, she works with mindset and she works with you and then helps you figure out like how to put different things in place. And she's built a multi, multi-million dollar business. So like she understands kind of some of those different things. And so I sat down with her and I, I voiced this to her. I said, hey, I, like I want to take this seriously. I want to go and like I build these systems. And so we walked through this entire process and this has been happening over the course of the past several months. And then about, mm, I don't know, let's see. I started with her at the end of January. And so I would have, let's say it's, it's May now, right? So February, March, April, May, about four months into it. So about, I would say about a month and a half to two months ago, right? About, a, about two months into working with Katie, I said, Katie, I think I need to hire an operations manager, right? I think I need to help hire somebody to go and help me like take this to the next step to help with the day-to-day operations, to keep things organized, someone that actually knows systems and processes because I don't. But I said, I think in order to do that, like, I actually need to know, well, I mean, I, actually, I'm sorry. She said in order to do that, she goes, Josh, well, okay, yes, I agree. You do need to do that. I think you do need to take that next step. But she said, what are the areas of your business? Like, what are your numbers? What are the different things? And I was like, huh, I don't know. I gotta go figure that out. And so I started studying, I started researching, started reading about different things. And, and I pulled out a piece of paper one day and I started drawing and I said, okay, like, let me go and let me figure out from start to finish, the process that someone would go through in my business, how I would serve them, how I fulfill on them, and any of the other pieces. And so I've identified seven core parts of my business, all right? Seven core parts. Now, this could change. I'm not saying that I'm some magical expert that knows everything about businesses. I've not scaled millions and, uh, you know, I, I've not built a $100 million company, right? So I'm sure there are more parts to that. But for that person that's out there right now that's going, all right, I'm going to go make my first million dollars, right? I would say these are the seven parts of the business that I have a, am focusing on right now. The first, I'm just going to run through these here real quick. And I'm going to kind of fill in the blanks and, and, and kind of help show you this process, all right? So the first thing I realized is, all right, step number one, starting at the beginning, I need traffic, all right? Now, keep in mind, this is not the order that you build it. I'm simply taking you through the framework from start to finish, all right? So the first thing I was like, all right, well, in my business, I know that one category or one part of my business is traffic. 
getting customers to my business, all right? That's the starting point of my business funnel, if you will, right? I need traffic coming in, all right? So that's, that's the first thing. I need a predictable way to get customers. So that's one part of my business, all right? There's a second part of my business. I was like, all right, I need a, I need a sales conversion process, all right? That could be a sales funnel. That could be a, an application to a phone call, but I need some way to go and take this customer, take this, this lead, take this person that's interested in my product or my service, and turn them into a paying customer. All right, that's number two. Number three, I need an offer. I need something to sell, something to monetize, whether this is a digital product, a physical product, coaching, consulting, software, a service, whatever. It doesn't matter. I need something to sell, all right? So I need traffic to come in. I need a conversion process to sell them. I need something to sell them. And then number four, I need well, I need to be able to fulfill, all right? So I have fulfillment and that's number four. And I was like, all right, yep, I, I, I need to be able to f- fulfill and I have to have systems and processes in place to fulfill. And so I'm like, all right, so far I've got four, four categories. Each one of these are gonna have different processes, different systems, different things that I'm going to measure, right? And now, yeah, I'm sure I could you know, identify traffic and sale conversion process. Maybe, I mean, maybe some people just categorize that as marketing. I'm, I keep them separate, right? And I'm gonna explain why here in just a second. So I got traffic coming in. I've got my sales conversion process. I've got my offer. I've got my fulfillment. What's the next thing that I need? I was like, all right, well, if I'm fulfilling on things, if I have people coming in, I have people paying me money, well, I'm gonna need customer service, all right? Customer service is something that we're very, very big on at Think Different Theory, right? I mean, seriously, we are, um, we have a customer, ser- I have a customer service person that, that literal, literally her entire job is just to deal with customer support. And she, we're actually hiring a second person to work weekends um, so that we can take care of things. I want two hour response times during normal business hours for us. I mean, like we take this very, very seriously, all right? And so that's number five. I was like, all right, customer service, that's gonna be a fifth one. I said, all right, what's number six? I said, well, all right. So if I've got my traffic and I've got my, my sales conversion process and I've got the thing that I'm selling them and I've got the fulfillment of the thing that I'm selling them and I've got the, the customer service to, to service the people that I'm selling. Well, now I've got my internal operations, my internal systems and communication. All right. And so this is my internal processes is a process of how I communicate with team members how I'm gonna go and develop new products, how I'm gonna measure things, all of my internal processes for this, that's gonna be another part of my business that I'm going to look at and see you know, how things are working internally in my business, right? And then the fifth part of my business is, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, then the seventh part of my business is my financials, right? How are we doing financially? How are we having, you know, how, how, what are our numbers? What are we gonna make every month? What are we projected to make? What do we actually make? What are our expenses, right? Where are we gonna put money in the future? What's that gonna look like, right? And so those are the seven core parts of my business. Now, keep in mind, I understand that there are other things out there that as you grow, you add on and there's research and development and as you grow a team, there's you know there's other pieces and parts there, but like I believe that these are the seven core parts of a business to, to actually become a, a real business. All right, like this is, like business training 101, all right? Like or the parts of a uh, your 101 business. I'm not at the 201, you know, multi-million dollar level yet, right? 101 is zero to a million dollars, right? 201 would be, I don't know, a million to three million. 301 would be three million to 10 million. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not there yet. I'll, I'll let you know when I actually get there, okay? And so I started thinking about this and I was like, all right, cool. Now that I can actually look at and I can map out and I can say, all right, look, we've got, 
traffic and I've got the sales conversion process and I've got the, or this, yeah, and I've got my offer and I've got the fulfillment of that offer and I've got my customer service and I've got my internal systems in communication, right? And now I've got my finance or my financials. Now I, now I can actually like look at and start to analyze things, all right? And when I sat down and looked at that, I said, okay, great. Now, when people talk to me about bottlenecks and you know, scale, when it comes to scaling your company and KPIs, I was like, what are they talking about there? Well, well how do I identify that? How do I figure those things out? And so that's when I realized something. I'm like, okay, well, if I have all seven parts of these business down, if I have systems and processes for, for all of this, if I have systems and processes for how much traffic I'm going to get, and I know my numbers and, and the system that I have in place to, to turn that traffic into paying customers, and I know that I have my customer support person, I'm like, okay, great. How do I find my bottlenecks? What's preventing me from growing? Now, for those of you that are like, okay, what, Josh, what's a bottleneck in your business? I'm talking about, all right, you think about like when you have a, a Coca-Cola bottle, right? Or, you know, a, a bottle of anything. You've got the, the, this, the top where the water is put in and comes out or the liquid. And if you turn it over, if you have a cup versus a bottle and you turn them both over, the cup all flows out, right? And the bottle, it's like, bloop, 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 and it like goes out slowly, right? That's a bottleneck. It's preventing that, that neck prevents all of that liquid from going out and moving out faster. Okay, that's what we're talking about here. What, you're moving, you have momentum in your business, you're going, you're scaling, you're trying to grow, right? Get more customers, more, more sales, grow your business. What are the things that are holding you back and preventing you from going faster, preventing those things from going through faster? That's the bottleneck in your business, all right? So there's the bottlenecks, and the, which are the things that prevent you from moving forward, and then there's your KPIs, and your KPIs are your key performance indicators, all right? And your key performance indicators are the things that, if you just look at the key performance indicators, you can tell the health of your business based on how those key things are performing, all right? And so as I sat down, I started looking at my business, I said, okay, look, I, what are, like, what, what are the key performance indicators in my business? And, and I wanted to figure out what the bottlenecks were in the key performance indicators. So how I figured out what my bottlenecks were is I started going through and I was like, all right, if I start at the beginning, do I have enough traffic coming through? Yes or no? And if the answer to that is yes, I've got plenty of traffic. Then I go to the next thing and I say, okay, is my sales conversion process working? And if I'm getting plenty of, you know, uh, custom, if I'm getting plenty of traffic in and I'm making plenty of sales, all right, do I have a good offer, right? Is that, is, is that the bottleneck? Is my offer bad? No, okay, that's good too, okay. And I just keep going through over and over until I figure out what it is that's holding me up, right? And so I sat down and I started going through this and I started with my KPIs. I said, I said, all right, for me, what are my key performance indicators? How do I know how my business is doing? And so I have three. Number one, I know that the success of my business is dependent upon, number one, the amount of content that I put out. If I'm putting out a lot of content, I know my business is doing well. That's key performance indicator number one. Key performance indicator number two for me is the number of offers that I make. I've got my notes down here. That's what I keep looking at here. The amount of offers that I make. I know that if I make less offers, then my business is going down. I'm not gonna make as much money. The more offers I make, the more money I make. And then number three, my key performance indicator is the actual amount of sales and revenue right? Yeah. The actual amount of uh, sales and revenue that, uh, that are coming in. Now, these are just my, my first three that I identified and started going through, right? And I was like, all right, am I putting out lots of content? If that's going well, and I'm making lots of offers and finances are going well, or, and, and like revenue is going well, I know that the overall health of my business 
is probably well. Why? Because for me, the uh, content directly correlates to the front end of my business, traffic, right? If I'm putting out content, I'm getting traffic. If I'm making offers, that means that my sales conversion process is working, that people are actually getting to the sales page and I'm actually going and making more offers to my people, all right? So I know that's working now, right? And then revenue, if my revenue is going up, then I know that my offers are converting well and my finances are going up. And is I can also, when I look at my financials and I look at the amount of money I'm making, I look at the amount of money we brought in, the amount of money that we brought out, and I look at those and I go, okay, let me look at refunds and let me look at you know total gross revenue. If my refunds are low and my revenue is good, along with along with my uh, content that I'm putting out and the amount of offers that I make, I know that my business is in overall health, good health, all right? So I, uh, start, I start with that. I start with the KPIs, right? And then I went, all right, now, now that I know that those are the, the, these key areas of my business, what are the bottlenecks? What's holding me back? Now, at the beginning of the year, I knew that I, as I sat down and I built out this whole thing, I was like, all right, I have enough traffic. I know that that is not a problem of mine. So the bottleneck for me is not in the traffic space. So then I went to the sales conversion system and I said, okay, do I have a predictable way to go in and do that? If I have traffic coming in, do I have a predictable way to actually turn these into paying clients? And I was like, yes, I absolutely do. Yep, that's, that's, that's a good thing. And so then I said, okay, my offer. I said, is my offer working? Now what's interesting here is I said, well, yeah, I have a really good offer, I do. All right, so I can sell this offer tons. I have plenty of traffic coming in. I have a good sales conversion process and I'm good at sales. Like my, my offers are, are well. It's a super, super solid offer. People actually want it. Where my bottleneck was, was in, in this, the fourth part of my business. It was in the offer. I mean, sorry, the fulfillment of the offer. Because at the beginning of the year, I was selling services. I was selling done for you and done with you services. It, they were very high level, right? So I looked at it and I said, guess what? Look, I'm getting traffic coming in. I've got plenty of people to make offers to. My sales conversion process is doing great, right? I'm making a lot of offers. My revenue went up, 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 and then it flatlined. And I was like, huh, wait a second. My revenue is flatlining. I'm not being able to scale anymore. So I worked backwards. I said, all right, my financials, they good? Well, my financials are flat. What about my internal systems? Nope, my internal systems of communication with my team so far, like they're all pretty good. What about customer service? Do we have any customer service issues? Oh no, we haven't had a refund. I have not had a... You ready for this, guys? This entire year, I don't think we've had one single refund. This whole year, maybe one. I think it's, I don't think there's any though. I'll have to I'll have to go back and double check that. But I, th- I don't think we've had any any refunds, right? I'm like, all right, customer service is good. Let me go back one. Fulfillment. Ding ding ding. All of my time and effort, all of it, was <coughs> excuse me, going to the fulfillment of products. I was like. Hmm. So that means that my offer is not scalable. My bottleneck at the beginning, well, in March of this year, I identified my bottleneck as the fact that I did not have a scalable offer. I had a good offer. I did not have a scalable offer. And the reason I, the way I figured that out was because I realized, oh, what I am selling requires my time. I have a finite number of time. I do not have I mean, and I cannot scale that unless I build a team and multiply myself. And I didn't have that yet. 
So I was like, all right, the first bottleneck in my business is not traffic. It's not my sales conversion process. It wasn't even my offer. It was the fulfillment of my offer, which then made me realize that I had to change my offer or I had to find a more effective way to fulfill my offer. Because even though I was selling my time, I didn't tell my clients that I was selling my time. I would, the offer that I was doing was launch campaigns, right? We would launch Facebook groups. We would launch podcasts. We would launch offers for people, grow their audiences and, and you know, monetize them effectively. Now, if I wasn't in that offer, they still would have bought it. They weren't buying me, but I was selling me, right? I was selling my time to be able to fulfill that. And so at that point I realized, okay, now I have a choice. I have a choice to make because I can either not scale my business anymore and keep up my current system. Or I can go and hire more people, teach them how to fulfill and build an agency. Or I can make a pivot to a different offer, a different product or a different service that does not require me to have to sell time, either mine or somebody else's to fulfill it. So which one was I going to do? And so I had to pivot. All right. And I wouldn't have known that I had to pivot. I wouldn't have been able to identify that unless I would have known the KPIs and the bottlenecks in my business, unless I would have known all the parts of my business, these seven parts. So what did I do? I said, all right, great. Let's shift. Let's pivot. Let's adjust. Now let's bring in a product. And so right now we're in the process of finishing off our scalable product that does not require a lot of my time. That's very scalable, even with the time that I put in it. And that will allow me to free up that bottleneck. Now, once that comes in, now I can say, all right, what's the bottleneck of my business? Once I get that perfect, now I can go back. Is it a customer service issue? Is it an internal systems issue? Is it a financial issue? Is it none of those? Okay, go back to the beginning, right? And so what, you continue to do this process over and over. And it's this constant process of looking at your KPIs and looking at your um, uh, bottlenecks, right? Look at the KPI, look at the bottleneck. Look at the KPIs, look at the bottlenecks. And then you keep adjusting them over and over and over. So guess what? Once I realized, I'm like, okay, new product coming in. Now that I realize that this is a bottleneck, once we scale this over and once my time now is no longer involved with the fulfillment, now my KPI is gonna shift and I'm gonna go, okay, I'm gonna say, all right, I need to look at the content that I'm putting out. I need to look at the amount of offers that were being made and I need to also look at, I identified a new KPI. Not only the finances in my business, yes, that is a that will directly you know, be a KPI that I'm gonna look at. But now I have another KPI that I put in there. And that is the amount of time that it takes for me to fulfill. The amount of time every week that I'm spending on fulfillment versus on sales and growing the business. And so I have, when I sat down with my operations manager who I hired, I looked at her and I said, all right. And she asked me this question and she said, Josh, how much time do you wanna be spending every week fulfilling in your business? There's a KPI I have to look at. And so we have this target number. I, I know that if I am spending more than X number of hours in my business every week on fulfillment instead of growth, that I, am the, I become the bottleneck in my business. And so that's a KPI that I have to look at. And then I go, okay, am I spending more or less than this number of hours? If it's less, I know my business is doing well. If it's more, I know that I become the bottleneck in my business because then I'm taking time away from these other things that I need to do. Does that make sense? So when you're building your business, when you're sitting down, I don't care if you're just getting started. I don't care if you've been in business one year, five years, 10 years, whatever. You've got to figure out the parts of your business. All right. For me right now where I'm at in my business and I'm about to hire a business coach, an actual systems and, and process coach. So maybe I, this will update, uh, you know, once I learn more about this, but from where I'm at right now, and I think where most, especially online entrepreneurs are at 
at is where's my traffic coming from? And guys, like side note here, a little, little pause. When you have an audience, this becomes very easy because if you need to get more traffic into your funnels, if you have an audience, you can do that. If you need to make more offers, if you have an audience, you can do that, right? If you need to make a better product, you got to figure out what's wrong with your product. If you have an audience, it's really easy just to ask them. An audience will change so many pieces of your business. An audience has saved me so many times. And this is why I tell people, I'm like, please, like go build your audience. Like just do it, right? Like it's, at, it's the first, I think of traffic as this, like the gasoline or like the blood in your business, all right? Like you can have a sales conversion process. You can have a sweet offer. You can have sweet fulfillment. You can have sweet customer service and you can have sweet internal uh, systems and communication, right? You can have all of those things well, but if you don't have traffic coming in and filling that pipeline up, you're not gonna make any money. Your financials at the very end are gonna be zero unless you have traffic. Guess what? Having an audience solves that problem, right? You never have to worry about traffic again. If you, if I unexpectedly, I want you to think about this. I want to put this in context. I'm going to, I'm going to wrap it up after this. All right, I'm going to, I promise you that I have a point to, with this. I want you to think about this. Right now, if I had an unexpected expense come up, like a big one, let's say, let's say something really bad happened and I had a $50,000 expense come up, $50,000. Let me ask you, if you had a $50,000 expense come up unexpectedly, how would you pay for it? Would that freak you out? Would you panic a little bit, start sweating? Unless you have $50,000 in the bank, if you had a $50,000 expense come up, most people would not be able to pay that. Most people would go into major panic and probably, I mean, it would completely and radically change their life. If I came up with a $50,000 expense that I didn't know, how, like that, that was totally unexpected, you know what I would do? I would turn to my audience and go, all right, who's five people that I can serve at 10,000 bucks a pop? Like that, and I've got $50,000. Who's two people that I can serve at $25,000? And these are realistic things. Like I sell $25,000 packages. I sell ten dollars and $15,000 packages pretty consistently from my audience, 100% organically with $0 in paid ads. That's the power of having an audience, all right? So a little side rant there, start building your audience, all right? So I sat down as a business owner and you need to as well and I needed to understand the parts of my business. Now, I hire, I have an operations manager and she takes care of a lot of these things for me, right? We sit down and we have our board, our, our chart. I don't even know what we call it. I can't think of the name of it, but chart that has all the different parts of the business. Then we have it broken out and we know, okay, where are our bottlenecks? What's the thing that's holding us back? And right now, my big bottleneck is I don't have a scalable offer. We're about to, and it's going to be amazing. And it's going to be the best freaking product on the, on the market. No questions asked. Like it, we're about to blow some minds with the product that's going to come out. It's going to be absolutely incredible. I'm so excited for it, okay? I know that's that. And so I go, okay, once I have that bottleneck fixed, let me make sure that I've got a KPI in there to be able to measure it. Content that I put out is my KPIs. Uh, well, I, I, I already reviewed those. Seven parts of your business. Traffic, sales conversion system, offer, fulfillment, customer service, your internal systems, and maybe you have under internal systems, maybe you have two or three more. I just call the entirety of my internal systems, my internal systems, and my, finance, uh, my financials. Those are the seven parts of my business. 
If you don't know at least those seven things, at least those seven things, you're going to have a hard time scaling your business. You're going to have a hard time knowing what's holding you back. Once you have those seven things listed out and figured out, now all you've got to do is just keep running through it. Where's the bottleneck? What do I need to look at to make sure it's running smoothly? Where's the bottleneck? What do I need to make sure that, you know, what, what do I need to look at to make sure it's running smoothly? Find the bottleneck, fix it, go through it again. Are there new KPIs or not? Where's the next bottleneck? There's always a bottleneck. A lot of times that bottleneck is just more traffic. So how do you build more, you know, you know what I'm saying? These are the parts that I would encourage you to focus on. All right? All right, guys, that is all I've got for you here today. I really hope this helps. If this was helpful, if this was beneficial to you, um, comment down below, hashtag value down below or beneficial. Just let me know down in the comments. If you're listening on audio, I would love for you to shoot me uh, an Instagram DM if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify or you know wherever it is that you're listening. At Josh Forty, J-O-S-H-F-O-R-T-I. Follow me over there on Instagram. Shoot me a DM. I love connecting with people in the comments. I mean, well, in the comments and in the DMs over there. Also, guys, do not forget, coming up, uh, on June 1st, registration opens on May 25th. All right. I finally get to announce this. This is great. We have a workshop coming up that I'm so excited about. All right. Um, let me pull this up here. Yes. I'm doing a workshop guys. Uh, it's starting June 1st. Registration will open May 25th. It is called, uh, how to launch a wildly profitable audience of engaged dream customers immediately ready to buy your offer without spending a dime on ads even if you don't have an existing audience and even during a crisis, all right? This is going to be a five-day workshop. It's gonna go from a Monday to a Friday. Every day, we're going to have a worksheet with some homework that you will do at the end of it. And by the time we're done, you're going to have a complete strategy on how to launch an audience specifically for your business. We're gonna talk about how to pick your platform, the most profitable platform specific for your business and the right strategy to go with it. We're gonna talk about um, creating your messaging and how to uh, structure your messaging and your story to attract your dream customer and repel poor people that don't wanna buy your stuff. All right, we wanna attract the right people, repel the people that we don't want. Uh, we're gonna talk about how to create content, unlimited amounts of content, the different types of content. Most people, guys, like they don't under even understand that there are like two fundamentally different types of content. And most people are trying to create the second type when they need to be creating the first type. And it's like, it's the reason most people don't make any money with their content, all right? We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about how to structure your offer and what type of offer you need, how to build it, how to structure it, how to make sure it's gonna convert well. All of that, and then we're gonna tie it all together. I'm gonna show you how to launch in 63 days, all right? 63 days, and I even give a week buffer in there for preparation in those 63 days. So technically it's only what, like 56. But I'm saying 63. How to launch an audience in 63 days. All right, that's what this workshop is gonna teach. So if you want that, stay tuned. Or if you wanna show up for that, stay tuned. May 25th, registration will open. We'll be announcing that. Um, via email, get on the email list. I'll link all of the information down below. If you get on the MindShift playbook, you sign up for that um, for free. You'll be on the email list. Uh, the Ultimate Sales Framework, if you signed up for that, You'll be good if you follow me on Instagram. We'll have it there. We'll have it everywhere, but you're not going to want to miss this. It's going to be super exciting. And then uh, at the end, we've got our, um, our academy, the product that we're talking about. Oh, it's going to be so good. I'm so excited. Don't miss it, guys. All right, guys. Remember, right now we are living in a world that is crazy. There's so much uncertainty. There's so many people saying all this different stuff. We are free thinkers, all right? And what free thinking means, means that you think for yourself, you don't think how CNN wants you to think. You don't think how Fox News wants you to think. You don't think how the Democrats want you to think or the Republicans want you to think or even Donald Trump wants you to think, okay? You think for yourself. You take personal responsibility for your life. 
You own your actions. You go and create a life that you want to go and live and have the impact that you want to go and have. Whether that's one person's life that you want to impact or one billion people's life that you want to impact, you have the control and the ability to go out and do that. And that's what it means to be a free thinker. And that is why I believe in audiences. That's why I believe in creating audiences because I know that the only way to go and actually do and live that life, the only way to go out there and have the money that you wanna have, the life that you wanna have, the freedom that you wanna have, the impact that you wanna have, the family that you wanna have, the business that you wanna have, they are all tied to the audience that you create. They're all tied to the message that you have and that you are distributing to your people. The reason I am completely not worried about the coronavirus or the Democrats or the Republicans, the left, the right, whatever, because I have an audience. And I know that you guys are on this mission with me. You need that audience as well. As long as I'm serving you, as long as I'm focused on that and I can be truly myself because you're following me for what I believe in, then I'm gonna be just fine. And the same thing goes for you. When you find your message, when you find your people, when you build your tribe, you literally have hundreds or thousands or even millions at some point of people that are sold on this message that are there to support you on your mission and on your journey and that want to buy from you, all right? The, I mean, the, one of the biggest misconceptions we're gonna talk about this on the workshop is that people think that people don't wanna buy their products. It's like, if you're into something, if you have a hobby, think about this, if you have a hobby and you go and watch that content about the hobby and you study it and you learn about it, you're gonna buy stuff from that, right? You're gonna buy stuff relating to the hobby, right? Or whatever it is you're passionate about. The reason I bought this book is because I'm into marketing, right? The reason I bought what, so many of the things that I buy do because I'm, pat, or, or, or become, come from the fact that I'm first interested in it. Your audience is interested in what you have to say. They're interested in what you teach. They're interested in what you do if you give them a reason to, right? And when you do that, they're gonna wanna buy your stuff. And we're gonna talk about that on the workshop as well. That's what it means to be a free thinker. Please go out there, think for yourself, know what it is that you're about, take personal responsibility and control of your life, and then go out there and build a life that you want to live. Have the impact that you want to have and don't, let anybody else tell you differently. An audience will allow you to go and do that. Guys, I love you all. As always, hustle, hustle. God bless. Do not be afraid to think different because those of us that think different are gonna be the ones that change the world. I love you all and I will see you on the next episode. Take it easy, fam. Peace. Yo, what's up, guys? You've been listening to the Think Different Theory with myself, Josh Forty, which I like to call a new paradigm of thinking. And real quick, I got a question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message of positivity and making the world a better place is if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this is out on, that you like my stuff, and that I'm doing something right. So if you could take like three seconds out of your day and subscribe, leave a rating and a review, I would be forever grateful for you. Also, I want to hear from you. I want to know your feedback, your ideas and your questions for future episodes. So be sure to hit me up on Instagram in the DM at Josh 40 or via email contact at thinkdifferenttheory.com.